Chapter Thirty Seven: The Kind of Husband Not to Be. The husband who expects wife to carry double burdens. In most families, there are children of various ages, some of whom need not only the attention and wise discipline of the mother, but also the sterner, yet affectionate influence of the father. Few fathers consider this matter in its due importance. They fall into neglect of their own duty, and thus heap grievous burdens upon the mother. At the same time, feeling at liberty to criticize and condemn her actions according to their judgment. Under this heavy sense of responsibility and censure, the poor wife and mother often feels guilty and remorseful for that which she has done innocently or ignorantly, and frequently, when she has done the very best thing possible under the circumstances. Yet, when her wearisome efforts should be appreciated and approved. And her heart made glad, she is obliged to walk under a cloud of sorrow and condemnation because her husband, while ignoring his own duty, expects her to fulfill both his own and his to his satisfaction, regardless of preventing circumstances. Many husbands do not sufficiently understand and appreciate the cares and perplexities which their wives endure. Generally confined all day to an unceasing round of household duties, they frequently come to their homes with clouded brows, bringing no sunshine to the family circle. If the meals are not on time, the tired wife, who is frequently housekeeper, nurse, cook, and housemaid all in one, is greeted with fault finding. The exacting husband may condescend to take the worrying child from the weary arms of its mother, that her arrangements for the family meal may be hastened. But if the child is restless and frets in the arms of its father, he will seldom feel it his duty to act the nurse and seek to quiet and soothe it. He does not pause to consider how many hours the mother has endured the little one's fretfulness, but calls out impatiently, "Here, mother." Take your child. Is it not his child as well as hers? Is he not under a natural obligation to patiently bear his part of the burden of rearing his children? A dictatorial and dominating husband. Words of counsel. Your life would be much happier if you did not feel that absolute authority is vested in you because you are husband and father. Your practice shows that you misinterpret your position, house band. You are nervous and dictatorial, and often manifest great lack of judgment. So that, however you may regard your course at such times, it cannot be made to appear consistent to your wife and children. When once you have taken a position, you are seldom willing to withdraw from it. You are determined to carry out your plans. When many times you are not pursuing the right course, and should see it, what you need is more, far more, of love, of forbearance, and less of a determination to have your way, both in word and in deed. In the course you are now pursuing, instead of being a house band, you will be as a vice to compress and distress others.
in trying to force others to carry out your ideas in every particular, you often do greater harm than if you were to yield these points. This is true even when your ideas are right in themselves. But in many things, they are not correct. They are overstrained as the result of peculiarities of your organization. Therefore, you drive the wrong thing in a strong, unreasonable manner. You have peculiar views in regard to managing your family. You exercise an independent, arbitrary power which permits no liberty of will around you. You think yourself sufficient to be head in your family and feel that your head is sufficient to move every member as a machine is moved in the hands of the workmen. You dictate and assume authority. This displeases heaven and grieves the pitying angels. You have conducted yourself in your family as though you alone were capable of self-government. It has offended you that your wife should venture to oppose your opinion or question your decisions. Husbands, give your wives a chance for their spiritual life. By many, the disposition to fret is encouraged until they become like grown-up children. They do not leave this portion of their child life behind them. They cherish these feelings until they cramp and dwarf the whole life by their garrulous complaints. And not only their own lives, but the lives of others also. They carry with them the spirit of Ishmael, whose hand was against everybody, and everybody's hand was against him. The Selfish and Morose Husband Brother B is not of a temperament to bring sunshine into his family. Here is a good place for him to begin to work. He is more like a cloud than a beam of light. He is too selfish to speak words of approval to the members of his family, especially to the one of all others who should have his love and tender respect. He is morose, overbearing, dictatorial. His words are frequently cutting and leave a wound that he does not try to heal by softening his spirit, acknowledging his faults, and confessing his wrongdoings. Brother B should soften. He should cultivate refinement and courtesy. He should be very tender and gentle toward his wife, who is his equal in every respect. He should not utter a word that would cast a shadow upon her heart. He should begin the work of reformation at home. He should cultivate affection and overcome the coarse, harsh, unfeeling, and ungenerous traits of his disposition. The husband and father who is morose, selfish, and overbearing is not only unhappy himself, but he casts gloom upon all the inmates of his home. He will reap the result in seeing his wife dispirited and sickly and his children marred with his own unlovely temper. An egotistical and intolerant husband. You expect too much of your wife and children. 
you censure too much. If you would encourage a cheerful, happy temper yourself and speak kindly and tenderly to them, you would bring sunlight into your dwelling instead of clouds, sorrows, and unhappiness. You think too much of your opinion. You have taken extreme positions and have not been willing that your wife's judgment should have the weight it should in your family. You have not encouraged respect for your wife, yourself, nor educated your children to respect her judgment. You have not made her your equal, but have rather taken the reins of government and control into your own hands and held them with a firm grasp. You have not an affectionate, sympathetic disposition. These traits of character you need to cultivate if you want to be an overcomer and if you want the blessing of God in your family. To one who disregards Christian courtesy, you have looked upon it as a weakness to be kind, tender, and sympathetic, and have thought it beneath your dignity to speak tenderly, gently, and lovingly to your wife. Here you mistake in what true manliness and dignity consist. The disposition to leave deeds of kindness undone is a manifest weakness and defect in your character. That which you would look upon as weakness, God regards as true Christian courtesy that should be exercised by every Christian. For this was the spirit which Christ manifested. Husbands should merit love and affection. If the husband is tyrannical, exacting, critical of the actions of his wife, he cannot hold her respect and affection, and the marriage relation will become odious to her. She will not love her husband because he does not try to make himself lovable. Husbands should be careful, attentive, constant, faithful, and compassionate. They should manifest love and sympathy. When the husband has the nobility of character, purity of heart, elevation of mind that every true Christian must possess, it will be made manifest in the marriage relation. He will seek to keep his wife in health and courage. He will strive to speak words of comfort, to create an atmosphere of peace in the home circle.